Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Superpod Hero Cast, a Night Shift Radio production. Hey, so Todd, here we are with uh, Howard the motherfucking duck. Are you yeah, are I'm you aware. excited? Are you scared? I, are you angry? You know what? In two hours, this will be behind me, and I will never see or watch or talk about this movie again. <laughs> That's Yay! fair. Okay. And welcome to the Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 73. I'm Casey Ryan. It's 75. Motherfucker, it is 75. <laughs> Todd, keep this all in. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, uh, don't worry, I'm on it. <laughs> Episode 75. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. All right. So, all right. So, so Todd... We just had uh, a little surprise that uh, scheduling-wise, we could only do it now. Um, that's right. But that's a little tease for next episode for my birthday pick that we'll yeah. drop in there. But that's not here. That's not here. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I've already started drinking. Um, yeah, that's not what we're here both. to talk about tonight. Um, no. We, <sighs> unfortunately, we are here to talk about Howard... The goddamn duck. Oh, god damn it. Oh, this now, movie. This fucking movie. <laughs> Normally. Which, to be fair, I did talk about, and I'm not sure, again, not sure if it makes the final cut, but I did almost choose Howard the Duck for my birthday pick to get it out of the way, and then, of course, realized, why would I waste a good pick with this fucking movie? Especially on such a momentous birthday that you're having this year. Yeah. The Don't fuck with it on that. Which is Monday for you, buddy. As we're yeah, recording. Yeah. That's right. That's pretty uh, awesome. You and I are exactly 10 years. Well, we're 10 years apart and pretty close, like within like a month and a half-ish of uh, each other. So, yeah, yeah. So, big 50 for me, big 40 for you. Yeah. It's uh, exciting, question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Flash Gordon was fun. Howard the Duck wasn't. So No. No, no, no. Oh, no, I meant, I meant, I meant birthday-wise. Like. When you yes. turn 40, where you're just like, no, it doesn't feel like it's any... 30 felt I, big. 
I got to be but honest 40 with you. feels like nothing. 50, I don't. There's a there's a whole lot of cognitive dissonance, dissonance. like yeah, I sure. don't fifty. I don't feel remotely close to fifty. So uh, I accept that I am. I clearly am. Uh, well, you but, know why uh, you don't feel like that sense. because well, Todd's a vegan. <laughs> I'm not a vegan, but I do eat like one. So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you Miss Larson saying Todd's a vegan. <laughs> uh, I think you mean super vegan. Um, all right, oh, you know I all might right. break so, my no, vegan rules to. Eat the duck, uh, if that would have stopped us from watching this movie. Because <sighs> this fucking movie, I hate this movie. And I hate well, this hang movie on, hang because... On. We're, get, we're getting, that, we're getting <laughs> okay. way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Normally, we are guys with yeah. beers talking about movies with capes. But we both That's decided, correct. see, Todd decided, and I just went along with it, that we're going to do hard <laughs> liquor again. That's right. So welcome yeah. to Suicide Squad Take Two. <laughs> now, to be fair, I did drink beer. Uh, but it, for that one, but this one, yeah, I said I right off not. the bat, uh, if there was anything I was going to salvage about the night, it was going to be my beverage. So I am drinking, I have a beautiful bottle of Aberfeldy Highland single malt scotch whiskey w- that mm. we acquired while we were in Scotland uh, two years ago. And uh, Very that beautiful. was on a trip to the Aberfeldy distillery. Nice. I've got my little, uh, got oh. my little uh, whiskey glass here, which is... Little tulip glass, it's just delightful. And, oh, that is a that is a delicious Scotch whiskey. What are what are you drinking this evening, Casey? Well, let's talk about what I almost drank uh, <laughs> that I sent to you. I, I looked. Mm. I just simply typed into Google duck themed hard liquor because I was like, maybe there's like a gray goose type thing. There is sure. not, but there was a delightfully named drink called duck fart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> uh, I, you know, a part of me almost ran out of the house after work today to the liquor store to, to pick that stuff up. I was like, no, not for Howard the Duck. No, I'm not doing it. But, I'm not doing and, it. and also, how do we explain to our wives, honey, I got to go to the liquor store to pick up stuff for a movie that we hated for our dumb podcast. Yeah, that's going to go really right. well. That's right. Because <laughs> it was uh, Kahlua, uh, Bailey's, and Crown Royale. And I right. have one of those in the house. <laughs> <laughs> then there was something called the 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 Mighty Duck, which was mm-hmm. lemonade and vodka. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And then pear juice. I was like, I can do that. I've got pears in the house. Sure. But then it was club soda. I'm like, I don't have club soda. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, I am just simply drinking a big honking glass of cranberry vodka. Mm, nice. That I've nice. already finished half of doing, and my <laughs> adrenaline was running because uh, the little game we played was high stakes for something later this summer. So, uh, and, and you again. know, I was I was going to wait until we got to this point of the episode. But uh, if you're listening to this now, we're probably only a few minutes into the episode. In our recording time, we're 40 <laughs> minutes in. So I started drinking a little while ago as well. So, yeah. hey, we're gonna have a Welcome great to time. The party, with this. So. Before we go any farther, salute. To you, my friend. Oh, delicious. Um, hey, do you have any, do we have any reshoots and reactions? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I think we're good. Yeah. Clearing some runway with episodes. Um, that's right. So that's going to lead us to, <laughs> what's the IMDb score for this fine oh, movie? I, the IMDb score for this movie is a 4.7. It's, I don't uh, understand how it got remotely um, close to that. Somebody stole the vote. How dare they? 
Yeah. <laughs> Voter fraud? Uh-oh. Voter fraud. Uh, it's everybody who worked on the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Who there are a lot of people in this movie that you, you just whistle are Dixie. familiar with. Yeah. Whether yeah. you know them by name or it's oh yeah, him. <laughs> a whole lot of those uh actors and actresses. Uh mm-hmm. all right. So um let's so so Howard the Duck is a respectable comic book. It is a um it's a it's a smart and insightful and biting parody of many pop culture things of the time. Uh, Howard the Duck uh, first shows up in December of 1973, mm-hmm. Adventures into Fear, number 19. Um, if you're familiar with the, um, the man thing, which is getting a lot of talk on the interwebs right now because of his potential connection to the nexus of all realities that we've been teased with in WandaVision. Um, how oh, the duck I, showed I missed, up. I missed all man thing discussions. Well, uh, yeah. Cause when they said nexus, man thing is the guardian of the nexus. Um, so it's in the Florida. Now, if that's what it is, it's gotta be different because the nexus of all realities in Marvel comics is in the Florida Everglades, not New Jersey, but, um, Howard the duck actually connects to, to man thing. Um, and Silver Surfer, right? Uh, who? Howard the Duck or Man Thing? No, uh, Howard the Duck. Uh, not, not that I'm familiar with, but 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 again, I mean, 1973, the the character got around. He, he he, it's a weird character. He doesn't. I would suggest he doesn't necessarily fit into the rest of the Marvel universe, but he's sure. there, and <laughs> it's a respectable character and title. This movie, oh, this fucking movie. This movie comes out in 1986, uh, <sighs> famously produced by George Lucas. Um, oh, right at the beginning, George Lucas presents. So George right. couldn't uh, Star Wars Holiday Special this movie. He couldn't get his name <laughs> off of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sadly could not. Um, the writer and director are a husband and wife team. I'm sorry, the mm. writers are a husband and wife team. The husband will direct the movie. So it's Willard uh, Hook Hike, uh, his wife, Gloria Katz. Um, they collaborate frequently. Um, he So Willard Hike is, was a classmate of George Lucas at UCLA's film school. Um, he has a partial writing credit that he shares with his wife for Star Wars, also writing credits for American Graffiti, Temple of Doom. Again, a collaborator of George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- so Hike writes and directs. His wife, Gloria Katz, shares the writing credit. Um, now, this is from a, a really interesting uh, little bit about her. This was from her obituary that was uh, posted on The Hollywood Reporter on November 28th of 2018. And I'm quoting from this article. Um, on Star Wars, Gloria said that Lucas had a lot of reservations about his script for his follow-up, the follow-up to American Graffiti, the follow-up Star Wars in 1977, as filming was about to begin. He said, polish it, write anything you want, and then I'll go over it and see what I need, she said. George didn't want anyone to know we worked on the script, so we were in a cone of silence. Katz noted she and Hook tried to add as much humor as possible and wrote about 30% of the film's dialogue. They also shaped 
Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia to be a woman who can take command. She doesn't take any shit. Instead of just being a beautiful woman that schlepped along to be saved, she said. So, you know, clearly one of the things I arguably I think we love about Princess Leia, right, is she is not a damsel in distress. And Gloria Katz gets a lot of credit for uh, the way we get that character. Um, you know what I love sadly, about Princess Leia? Is that she's a Disney princess. <laughs> she's a kick-ass Disney princess, right? Um, Fuck yeah, she is. Sadly, the 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 magic in in those other credits <laughs> does not show up here. Now, this movie was originally supposed to be an animated film, but because of a contractual obligation, they made it live action. Um, mm. Certainly doesn't help. This certainly doesn't help the film. Um, I saw an interesting quote from I think it was, I think it was Leonard Malkin. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is great. Uh, I'm sorry, Leonard Malton. Malton. I was about to be like, um, who? <laughs> Malkin, yeah. Malton described the film as hopeless, a gargantuan production which produces a gargantuan headache. <laughs> oh, oh, and then the follow-on, uh, a quote from People Magazine. I got this off the Wikipedia page. People Magazine seemed to agree. The quote is, Lucasfilm promised us the mallard who fell to earth. The result turned out to be more like Xanaduck. <laughs> yeah. That's exact. So Casey just snorted. I'm not sure if that came through. But uh, oh, I'm that's sure exactly my, my, my right mic picked it up. Um, yeah. Do you know what the tagline for this movie was? Mm-mm. You you will believe this duck can talk. How fucking dare they? Yeah, I, was, I saw that when I was doing some research. I'm like, hey, fuck you, movie. Even harder now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. And again, George Lucas, so technically gets the executive producer credit. Um, Gloria Katz is the producer. But, mm-hmm. I mean, so that's, I mean, I don't know that I want to talk anything more about it. Do well, you no, have I need, any to, know the, I need to know the budget, and I need to well, know how much okay. it made. <laughs> so, you can't skip those with this movie. <laughs> so the, well, typically we do those last. Do you have any almost cast? Oh, do I? Okay, all right. We'll get those out of the way then. Uh, the budget, now again, 1986, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, 30, what, 33 years ago? Am I doing that wrong? 35 years ago? It's 30 some odd years ago. Thir- um, 34 years ago. 34 years ago. I don't, see, remember the sketch I was talking about? Yeah. Uh, hey, it's got a budget of between 30 to $37 million. And at the really? box office, it, yeah, yeah. And at the box office, I mean, that's a big budget, again. Um, that's what I mean, yeah. That that really was, wow, I would have expected a lot less. Yeah. Um, Though how, some, Howard probably cost him a shit ton of money. Uh, let's see. So the 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 convergence, it's about uh, 140% inflation since 1986. So 2.4 times uh, the dollar. So that would be... It, if it was 60, that would be um, 60 plus 0. 0.4, another 12, 70. That's like a $70 million movie. Uh-huh. 70, mil, 70 fucking million dollars. And don't forget, you've and got at least three versions of Howard. Mm-hmm. You have up close actual Howard in with the little person in the suit. You have a puppet mm-hmm. Howard, which is yep. jarring every time it shows up. <laughs> and then you have just walk around Howard. Sure. Without any of the sure. electronics in him. 
So yeah, okay, okay. Uh, and at the box office, it takes in thirty-eight million dollars. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how. I mean, again, Could, now again, I, I'm guessing this was a. God, you've got to go see this movie. It's so fucking bad. You won't even believe oh. how bad it is. It's. I mean, this the starring credits: Leah Thompson, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Jones, Tim Robbins, and you keep going through lists. We're, I can't wait. You know, some of the that guy actors in this are like, holy shit, that guy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if they mentioned this film in their filmography. Well, uh, so yeah, all right. So uh, take us through the almost cast of Howard the Duck. I think I'm gonna first because it's a better segue. I'm gonna tell you about the time that I met. Howard the Duck. Okay. Okay. All right. Please tell. The gentleman who does the voice of Howard, Chip Zion. Uh, I worked at a video store that was on 100, uh, not 100, oh, Jesus. It's on 83rd and Broadway. Uh, Diane Weist came in, Um, um, uh, Bob Balaban. Uh, a lot of a lot of people that you know, but you might not know their names. Um, uh, Austin Pendleton came in once um, from Short Circuit. Guy who runs Nova. Okay, Stat! that guy, Austin Pendleton. Um, but Chip Zion was the uh, original baker in Into the Woods, and he was doing a short film with my manager at uh, the Video Connection. Was the name of the. Um, video store that I worked at and he came in one day and you know Derek my manager was like hey um Casey you want I like to meet Chip and I'm like oh my god you're the fucking baker and he's like <laughs> yeah you know I get that and I also get Howard the Duck and I I had to fight the urge to be like oh right that was you oh and so instead yikes. I'm like oh yeah how how was that experience he goes it was the worst thing of my life <gasps> I'm like, oh, okay, oh, because the movie failed. He goes, it's not that it failed. This was back when, like, now we get the toys, we get the tie-ins before the movie comes out. All that stuff happens after the movie, back in the 80s. Sure, sure, sure. They pulled it all, and he lost. He was supposed to get the back end. He did the George Lucas. He was supposed to get oh, merchandising my. back end. He took. A, he said he took a bath on it. It was. It was a terrible, terrible time for him and oh that's unfortunate yeah but he was the sweetest guy he talked to me for like 40 minutes about acting because you know he's like so what what you know what do you do do you do anything besides work here i'm like oh i'm studying to be an actor and he he's like really uh film or stage i said i you know either <laughs> well yeah, right. flash forward to 2021 <laughs> i'm a fucking podcaster <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> eat other none of the above sure <laughs> um but he was a very sweet man, and it just the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, ah, Chip, poor Chip, <laughs> poor Chip. Yeah, and you know, listen, uh, yeah, this movie's a mess, and it's it's there. It's not like there's a brilliant story or script in here, and it was poorly acted. Or I mean, I would say I got me honest with you. I, uh, I, I just don't know what this movie is or what Every, it was supposed well, Everyone to be. is doing great with the shit they've been given. Yeah. Uh, they're executing. But, we, but you've got fucking Tim Robbins and Leah Thompson. So, of course, they're going to be good. They're fantastic actors. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the, this is the um, next year after. This is what she did after Back to the Future, isn't it? 
Because Back to the Future uh, was eighty-five. Yes. Oh my yes, because if you go if you go to the Howard the Duck page on IMDb, right, the it starts with picture is <laughs> the movies of nineteen eighty-five, and it's Leah Thompson and Michael J. Fox. So, uh, speaking of Howard, so people who auditioned <laughs> to be the voice of Howard, okay, Rob Paulson. Uh, he was uh, Raphael on the old animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show, and he Got is it. now. Was he primarily a voice actor? But he's a primary voice actor. Oh, he's also, um, well, uh, uh, Yakko Warner on uh, Animaniacs. Okay, he's been in oh, a Pinky shit ton of stuff. The Brain Adventures yep. of Jimmy Neutron. Got it. Okay. Yep. Everything. Yeah, he's he's Pinky. Got it. Okay. Um, Townsend Coleman didn't recognize the name, looked him up, didn't really. I think he's another voice actor. They went for two voice actors, sure. And they went for two actors, John Cusack. No, a thousand times now. Like, I could see Rob Pulse, uh, I could see Rob Paulson doing this because he would put on an accent and have a good time with it. And then the last one, Martin Short. Can we please hear those tapes? They're probably hilarious. Because Martin Short is okay. hilarious. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got you. Sure. Uh, for Beverly. So everyone on this list, I know they're on this list because they are they can sing. Save sure, one. Because she's singing. Because it's really Leah Thompson singing. <laughs> yeah. No, Leah Thompson's. Leah Thompson's no, fine. I know. I know. I'm being silly. I'm being silly. <laughs> Everything else I'm about this movie smart, is terrible. Man. When she's saying, yeah. I'm like, well, I could watch this. Yeah. She's, she had a, she had a, I, I'm trying to figure out if she was really playing the guitar too. But oh, we'll I discuss that in a minute. Yeah. So uh, for Beverly, Paula Abdul. <laughs> okay. Kim Basinger. Yep. Jody Benson. You don't know the name, but you know the voice. She's, She's Ariel. Ariel. Oh, yeah, sure. oh, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep. Uh, Lori Singer. Didn't. didn't. Yeah. Um, oh, I do know that name. Lori Singer. The man with one red shoe. Footloose, Footloose. She's the daughter. Oh, she's the daughter in Footloose. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Tori Amos. <laughs> okay. And here's the one that sticks out. Phoebe Cates. Can oh, can, Mrs. Kevin can Phoebe, Klein. Can Phoebe Cates sing? <laughs> I. Who knows? Everyone else on this list can at least carry the tune. I don't know about Phoebe Cates. <laughs> it would have been an interesting Beverly. And um, <laughs> two more things. Uh, the role of Phil Blumbert uh, yeah. was originally uh, almost going to be, hey, I'm Jay Leno. Mm. Howard, we oh, got to get to the we gotta get to the nuclear plant, Howard. Oh, <laughs> so glad that. that so, so what you're saying is this movie could have been even worse. Yep, that's exactly what I'm saying. And uh, lastly, I don't know if you saw this bit of trivia. Following a screen test, Universal executives Sid Scheinberg and Frank Price were allegedly arguing about who was to blame for greenlighting this film, which ended (laughs) in a fist fight. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) No, you fucking greenlit this movie. No, you did. Fuck you. That's fucking awesome. 
Oh, Lord. So, okay. Um, oh, um, boy. So, here's why I hate this movie. Oh, we're going to go right this, there. Okay. We're going right there. So, you know, you grew up watching, you grew up reading super, superhero comics, right? Comic books. Uh-huh. And all, we don't have the variety of kids programming that we have today, the kids have today, right? They don't know how lucky they are. You've got a few things. You've got the, um, you've got the Batman TV show from the sixties, which, you know, is, is running in syndication, right? Or whatever. Right. Um, you get the six million dollar man on TV, which is kind of a superhero. We got the disastrous Captain America <laughs> TV movie. Red Brown. There had been a Doctor Strange TV movie. Oh, that um, wasn't even supposed to be a Doctor Strange in the beginning. It sure, be- right. it became it halfway through. <clears throat> yep. Um, and but then but then there's this high water mark in, um. 1979 Superman 78 76 No 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 the first Superman movie 76 isn't it No Christopher no 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 uh we should know this cuz we we did it We did um, the fucking movie We did I the movie it was 76 so that was a year before Star Wars No 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 uh 1978 so <clears throat> Yeah that's what I said the year after Star Wars Yeah sure I don't know 19... what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> okay. Well, that's staying in because I'm editing this. Um, mm-hmm. So you get, you know, you've got Superman one, which of course now, hey, maybe we'll get superhero movies because look at how good this is, and it's a commercial success, and it's a critical success. Superman two, uh, uh, okay. I mean, that the is good, cut but is better. That's right, but still good. Superman 3 will bring a comedian in, and that'll kind of change things up a little bit. Um, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, in in my mind, I blame two movies on, you know, pushing superhero movies back to the Stone Ages. I blame Superman 4, Quest for Peace, and Howard the Duck. 100%. Of, Of all the Marvel properties, this is also the time when Stan Lee... He's not even really he he's not involved in the day-to-day comics publishing of Marvel Comics. He's right. in California trying to get any of the the wealth of these amazing Marvel characters and stories made into TV shows or movies. Right. So you George Lucas who had started this project after American Graffiti and then shelved it for like a decade. Jesus. Um if you think of what he had his pick of, how the fuck do you land on Howard the Duck? And of course, this movie is a dumpster fire. So then, of course, yeah, it's it, it'll take us until the 1989 Tim Burton, Michael Keaton Batman yeah. before comic book movies get taken seriously again. You know, and again, it'll follow this pattern. You mm-hmm. know, we'll get there with um, obviously Batman and Robin, <sighs> which will again. You know, push movies, you know, comic book movies back until uh, what the after Iron that Man. was it the Tobey Maguire Spider Man? Oh yeah, I guess that two thousand you know, two thousand so two thousand one yeah. Right, I mean, like we go through these waves. Well, X Men X Men was two thousand, and that we kind of went, oh, these 
can be taken a little more serious. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So if, you know, uh, 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 you get this, you know, four, five, six year break, right? Until, uh-huh. you know, it reboots and stuff. And then, um, and then so, Spider-Man uh, almost kills the franchise again with Spider-Man 3. Exactly. Right. Which then gets later redeemed by uh, Dark Knight or um, Batman Begins and Iron Man. Right. Like, I mean, again, yeah, we, that, we, we're, boy, we are definitely in the golden age of superhero movies. One hundred percent. I mean, except for a couple of clunkers that we've we've uh, that have snuck into this podcast. Yeah, but it's never all been a of better those time. Clunkers to be are geek. way fucking better than this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, I will stop ranting about how much I hate the movie. You know why I hate this movie? It almost killed this genre that we love. And uh, you fucking pulled it, so we had to watch it. I think that uh, I think that says everything that we need to say. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's roll the film. So uh, we yeah. uh, <laughs> again, poor George Lucas couldn't get his name off this shit box of a movie. Do you think uh, he was like, I'll, uh, I'll 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 pay whatever, I'll pay the higher budget of the movie? I, I just I'm trying to work on my George Lucas, so anytime he comes up, I want to do it. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty good. That's pretty much sure. What it sounds yeah, like. sure, good enough. Yeah, good, George listen, Lucas, good enough for I, this movie. Oh, that George Lucas sounded a little like your Jay Leno. Hey, hey, I'm uh, <laughs> no one. Jay Leno's up here. It's a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I'm okay. I'll stop now. Yeah. We we end up on. W- w- do we ever know the name of the planet? Is it just Duckburg? <laughs> It's Duck World. Of course it fucking is. Yeah. It, we see it on either a, a movie poster or a newspaper story, but we see Duck World. Right here. Here's the main problem with the movie. Uh, first, before oh, we actually oh, get into oh, the movie. Oh, just the one? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But this is where you know you're in a bad movie. First, I just want to give a shout out to the old Universal logo. God, that logo is so pretty. Yeah. And not like... like the, It's called the Vanity. The current... Um, Universal logo, which on the copy that we watched, no, no, I'm sorry, it was on. I watched uh, Jurassic Park again this week, ah, yep. and it has the new one. You know, bum 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 bum. We had it. It's in um, fucking Scott Pilgrim. It's the Chris Evans music that yeah, he comes yeah, out yeah. to. It has that, and then it's just the the Earth and the universe. I'm like, this is so much better. This is just a cool logo. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So so um, here's the problem. They spend so much time not showing us Howard when he gets home to his apartment. They're shadowing him, they're doing all these things. Except there's the Indiana Jones poster. Sure. That's Indiana Drake. Right. There's the pictures of Howard with his family. There's a picture of Howard with his band. I'm like, either show us he's a duck from the beginning or don't give us all these clues that we're not on actual earth. I mean, I just, I, so I, 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 if there's any part of the movie I like, it's that it looks like the world we expect until we start to see these little things that it's, you know, just that just, much there was, off. There were too many of them. If we'd just seen, like, the poster, we'd be like, oh, okay, well, but weird poster. You know, it was every every time there would be, like, a, a hidden reveal, like, it's the only thing I can think of, of Howard. Uh-huh. We would then see confirmation that everyone on this planet is ducks, yeah, complete yeah, with boobs and nipples for some reason. You said it right. There, there's too much. There's too much of everything. This movie's an 111 minutes long. Holy <laughs> fuck! There was some key point, and I think it's when. Oh, is it like after? 
after the laser explodes or they're headed back to the lab or something, I looked, I'm like, there's still a fucking hour in this movie. Like, what the fuck? Right, because I it's been forever since I've seen this movie. So when oh. the laser explodes, I'm like, oh, there's got to be like, what, 20 minutes left in this thing? We're fuck good. And then no. I looked, I'm like, oh, fucking. And I can tell you right now what I would cut is how long it takes them to realize that Jeffrey Jones, gross, is an <laughs> evil overlord. Oh. Well, yeah. he is a child molester, and he should rot in hell. Oh, technically, um, wait, technically, uh, he's a child pornography enthusiast. We don't know oh, that he's he, a child molester, upped, right? No, no, no. He upped his game on his second oh. round. He it was molestation the second time. So he was like, go fuck yourself. Beer. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, when he um, when he's like on the Dark Overlord, it takes him forever to actually be like, oh, I think uh, he is actually a Dark Overlord. I'm like, cut. Cut, 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 cut. <laughs> Have them say it and be like, holy shit, we got to get away from him. Move on with the story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there is nothing in, the, in as I was reading through the critical reception for the film, the, <laughs> the common theme is, right, like, what is this movie? It's, the, the tone is so uneven. Um, the, the, I would say the reveal of Duck World is actually witty. And, and so I can see the, the humor and intelligence that, Gloria Katz and William Hook, you know, brought to other things. I can see that, but yeah. I just don't know what this is. It's Ugh. just bizarre. Is, is Howard dating somebody? Because there's that answering machine message where she's like, it's Wendy. I had this really intense dream last night, Howie. I was running my fingers through your feathers, and all of a sudden, <laughs> well, you better come over tonight, and I'll show you what really happened next. Ciao for now, Howie. Yeah, I think so. But he's like a he's like a bachelor duck, right? Oh he he's God. got play duck, um, oh, and and of course the the joke. Good day interview this month. <laughs> that was and okay. That was we got. Uh, is that a what do you call that? A no, not not dirty single, but it's an over the shoulder shot of him. So we. You know, we see him as he's opening the play duck and, of course, unfolds the centerfold, and it's a it's a play duck. I don't know any other way to say it. it right? It's got duck boobs and nipples, and I'm like, well, yes. why, wait a minute, hang on. And not the only duck boobs we'll see in this movie, right? <laughs> like, it's not a joke one time. And also, the joke doesn't make sense. Either that needs to go away, or later when Bev says to him, I bet you were in a real hard boy egg. If even with evolution, they're still laying eggs as ducks, then they don't <laughs> need nipples. Well, wait, the nipple, the the, the nipple has nothing to. So the nipple. Oh, would be you're for, right. You're right. But I. Yeah. It's just. Right. It's so gross. Yeah. I'm so glad. I I found time to watch this without the family because uh, mainly for that. But there were so many other jokes and moments in this movie. I'm like, I am so glad I did not subject the bean to this shit. Yeah, it's it's rated PG, and there's some places that definitely it's never R, but there's definitely in a minute when Howard gets sucked up into the <laughs> devil's anus. It's a space butthole, right? The space butthole. Uh, he goes rocketing through his apartment building, and and again, the joke was made like sixty seconds ago. But we'll see. We'll interrupt a female duck in the bath, and we'll see her duck boobs as well. I'm such a lucky girl. Love. Aubrey and Joseph oh, tried no. watching this with me, and uh, Aubrey's like, um, "Boobs." I'm like, "Well, they're 
duck boobs, so I don't know that it. Like I, I don't. I, I'm gonna need a ruling on this yeah. one. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know. And, and, I don't know. And also, um, yeah. you know, you always point out that uh, why do why do all the dipshits and douchebags have to be named Todd? Did you catch the married couple <laughs> in bed? Casey, did you hear something? Fuck you! Uh, I'm a fucking <laughs> duck. <laughs> Come on. A duck that apparently uh, is deaf. You're a happily Am I David duck? Copperfield's duck? Yeah. That was a deep cut. <laughs> I, f- I feel pretty good about that one. Mm-hmm. Do you remember his deaf duck? No. Oh, David Copperfield, the magician, what? had a deaf duck for years. What do you do with a deaf yeah. duck? I don't know. We. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, moving. Not call it over to you. Moving over. Moving on. All right. Uh, so Howard gets inexplicably sucked up into this like wormhole. Uh, we get the voice of a very famous Broadway actor, uh, basically giving mm-hmm. an explanation for the multiverse that sadly never uses the word multiverse. In these galaxies, every possible reality exists. And what is reality on any one world is mere fantasy on all others. Here, all is real and all is illusion. What is, what was, and what will be start here with the words, In the beginning there was... Howard the Duck. You know who that voice was, right? Yeah, and I can't remember the name. but uh, Richard Kiley. Richard Kiley, who's also Man. in... Jurassic Park. That's right. The voice you're now hearing is Richard Kiley. <laughs> we spared no expense. There's another moment in Jurassic Park, but in the book, Jurassic Park, that is what Hammond says. The voice you're hearing right now is Richard Kiley. So they probably went to him like, so we, we put it in the book. Can you please be in the movie? Please. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's I mean, right. Aside from that, the book and the movie of Jurassic Park are just fucking not even the same thing i'm trying to think i know i've read i've read the book uh maybe i need to reread the book i love michael Crichton's writing he's a phenomenal writer yeah no he really i mean the crazy thing is he was coming up with jurassic park while he was doing fucking uh well uh oh i'm sorry they came up with er while they were figuring out jurassic park that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> Wait, what? And then, and then your brain goes, right, Michael Crichton did ER also. Yeah. Fuck. He gets sucked through the butthole. He, he's going way up into the upper intestines. Ends up in space. <laughs> is fine. Goes back into yep. another butthole. Double penetration. Good job, Howard. Well, you're really, you're really going for it? <laughs> I've almost finished my drink, so I'm going to be pretty fucking surly the rest of the episode. Buckle in for everybody. Beautiful. And uh, sadly, nice. uh, you know, the terminal velocity kicks in and he crashes on Earth and uh, dies. And movie. It's a planet on the phone. Uh, so, again, listen, I- I'm going to say right now, I'm not going to speculate as to why things don't make sense. Nothing in this movie makes sense. Uh, no. Nothing. I'll say that again. Nothing in this movie makes sense. He said so. Howard ends up at the at the club that um, that Leia Thompson's character is playing. Did you catch when the bouncer threw Howard out? He started to fall, and they had to cut away. No, I mean, no. <laughs> oh my god, that. he's got him. He's like, he tosses him. And he goes, Whoa. oh, like he loses balance. Oh, that's funny. That's fucking funny. the best. Like, you couldn't do another take. What? Uh, what are we doing? City boy, city boy. My next note is just Leah Thompson. And a little heart next to it. Uh, I like Leah Thompson. I don't like Leah Thompson in this movie, but I like Leah Thompson. 
You know what I really liked Leah Thompson in? Was Space Camp. Yes. That's a great movie. God, that movie's so fucking good. Yeah. That kind of kind of went to the wayside when, you know, Challenger exploded. Um, yeah. Because that was the whole thing. If the test rocket, if they ignited the engines while it was on the ground, it would have exploded. Yep. And the little robot thing sends them into space to save them. God, I love that movie. Boy, That I, I dreamed of going to space camp as a... Uh, Me too. Yeah. I dreamed of being an astronaut at one point. And Me too. And then later in life, after I... Realize I wasn't smart enough for it. I'm also too tall. Yes. Yeah. Astronaut spacesuits are built to be six one. Yeah. I That's uh, it. my eyesight my eyesight was uh, I, I figured I was going to uh go into the Air Force as a pilot and actually fly planes, uh, but didn't have twenty twenty uncorrected vision, which I don't know what you're talking about. You flew planes in the Air Force because <laughs> It's the Air Force. That's right. Isn't that one of the places they pilfer from the most though? Isn't it the Air Force goes to NASA pretty much? So Pilots from all of the branches. Of course, you know, my personal hero who I had the chance to meet when I was at Page Washington, John Glenn, was a Marine uh, fighter pilot. Um, Navy is well represented there. And, of course, Air Force as well. But, yeah, they, they take from pretty much, you know, any of the pilots from any of the branches there. I wrote a lovely story on my blog, tmpnsyr.com, about meeting your heroes in real life, which I've been fortunate enough to do twice in my life. And they tell you, nice. they tell you never meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. I am two for two. I met uh, John Glenn when he was a senator from the great state of Ohio. Amazing man. And I got to meet Neil Gaiman a few years ago, and he could not have been more delightful or charming. And, uh, yeah, so go meet your heroes, kids. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, some of them. <laughs> I, I've, I've been lucky, too. I've met Adam West, and I've met um, Weird Al Yankovic, and I've met Chip Zion. Let's put him on that list. I, I mean, those are sure. all famous people. I'm not sure all three are heroes, but did you catch the guy? He says, I've been doing too much toot. Oh, that would well, be cocaine. Oh, I didn't know that that's what that meant. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. Wait, why is it yeah, called? Yeah, 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 no. Why is it called toot? toot? And also, Todd, why do you know that? I'm turning 50. <laughs> I think we I think we just talked about that. Uh, in real life, turning 50 in a few days, in podcast time, that was a few episodes ago. Yeah. So what does that have to do with knowing what cocaine's nickname? Well, that was, that was you know, that was uh, slang for, I mean, it's old slang oh, for cocaine. Jesus Christ. Like so once again, here we are in what I'm guessing is supposed to be a family movie. Some adult humor, some kid humor, and we're just going to throw in some mild attempted sexual assault. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Again, what is this movie? No fucking clue. Not a fucking clue. Y- you know, I don't know. You, there's bits that are funny, right? Like mm-hmm. when Beverly, Leah Thompson, you know, takes pity on this anthropomorphic duck She's incredibly calm about. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, oh, it's a duck. Okay. It brings him back to her apartment. Um, and as he falls asleep exhausted, she covers him up. She goes through his wallet. I mean, that's a funny bit. If you take that bit by itself, well, well I take it back. If you liked the slow reveal of Duck World in the beginning, uh-huh. which I thought was funny, I mean, going through his wallet is funny. You know, the pictures, the George Washington on the $1 bills, of course, is a duck, a condom. <laughs> which is an open condom, a, a fucking open not condom. Not in a wrapper, right? So Aubrey and I both turned to Joe. Uh, Aubrey goes, well, 
that condom has been taken out of the wrapper, so it is useless. And I said, yeah, and don't ever carry it in your wallet because the body heat will make yeah. it. And Joe's looking at us like, uh, like why? <laughs> like you're tripping, you're tripping over each other to be like, don't ever do that. <laughs> That's right. Yes, yes, so, 100%. That bothered me. Um, Let's back up for a second. Howard asked, what is this place? She says, Cleveland. And he goes, Cleveland. Why didn't Bev go, did I fucking say Cleveland? No, I said Cleveland. It's like the Hubble thing in um, Thor. When Thor says Hubble, but it's obvious that someone has said Hubble to him. And he's like, you're Hubble. I'm like, no, you heard me say it. How can you be pronouncing it wrong? Yeah, I mean, if you go back to the original comics, they were often parodies of things that were happening Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, you know, if you went into this, oh, how do we adapt this character into a movie? Yeah. And you're going for humor. Okay, I, that makes sense. But it's not like goofy cornball humor. Or the, the comics weren't. This is, right? <sighs> like, so if the original Howard the Duck comics are Mad Magazine, mm-hmm. this movie is cracked. Oh, nice. Okay. Right? Like, a, that's the difference between these two. There's a small part of our audience that probably won't understand that uh, analogy, but... Hmm. Well, if you're celebrating your 50th birthday, you'll probably get it, so... <laughs> and, 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 or your 40th, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm probably the cutoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Tim Robbins is Phil, a scientist who... I wrote, Phil is great. Tim Robbins is having the best fucking time in this movie. He's the Brian Blessed of this movie. Uh, oh, boy, uh... Because he's doing so many weird, wild things with his performance that I'm just going, yeah, this movie's not great, but you're having a lot of fun and giving me a really cool performance. So the same year that this movie comes out, Tim Robbins has a very small role in Top Gun. Two years later, he'll do Bull Durham. I mean, he clearly Tim Robbins, phenomenal actor. And to his credit, he commits to whatever this movie is. He commits. Yeah, and that's that's always Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins always commits. Yeah. Sometimes he's just in not-so-great movies. Oh, boy. Yeah. What am I going to do with you, Ducky? Can we take a hot second and explain this part of the movie? Bev's like, I have a scientist friend who might be able to explain this. Phil gives a theory, which is right? right, question mark. He gives the correct theory of what's going on. But then we discover that Phil is in not even a real scientist yet. He's a lab technician. Well, and Well, I read that as... Well, he says, look, it's just a temporary job until I finish school and get my own museum. And Bev didn't know this. Bev is absolutely incredulous with him when he says that. She's like, and you weren't going to tell. I'm like, how did you not know? But he's clearly a science-y guy. He's clearly smart. He works at a museum. So, I mean, this this is not a gender bashing, but, like, why would Beverly, why wouldn't Beverly assume he's a scientist? Okay. Yeah, Bev's writing throughout this entire movie is just fucking, uh, it is so frustrating. They write her to be the character she needs to be in that scene. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, suddenly she's met at Howard in this next scene out by the uh, fountain. I'm just like, wait, why? Why are you suddenly? And then the next time they get together, she's GTF hardcore. Well, that's, listen, we'll talk about that in a second. Again, the story makes no sense here. Now, you do know why you were sent to me. Howard ends up in an employment office. 
with a what I will only describe as a sassy black woman mm-hmm. uh, who's who takes all the tough cases and is not intim- not intimidated by the duck sends him to be basically a towel boy at a a fuck club a fuck club there's no other words for it it is a fuck yeah, club I, watching that scene i felt like i needed to go wash my hands and you're the resident pervert on this i am and i felt uncomfortable oh, with that 100% I wrote, what is what in the actual hell is howard's job this is supposed to be a children's movie it, but see that's the thing though it's not a children's movie the comic book never was right but if, if you saw, you know what it is? It's, again, it's the difference between the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic mm-hmm. and what the cartoon was. Oh, my God. Like, well, oh, they're turtles. They must be for kids. Oh, it's a duck. It must be for kids. That wasn't what the source material is. And maybe that's why this is so bad is because they're trying to take what was really an adult comic um, and, and make it into something that you could package up and sell to kids. Maybe that's it. I don't fucking know. <sighs> So uh, Howard finds finds Bev again after uh, quitting his job. He ends up at uh, the nightclub that she's play, playing at. Can we talk about the that guy actors? One of my favorite character actors growing up, Miguel Sandoval oh, or Richard Edson. Miguel Sandoval. He's the guy who oh. who steals the the Ferrari in fucking uh, Ferris Bueller. That's Richard Edson. Oh, that's Richard. That's Richard uh, excuse Edson. me. He's yeah. a skinny guy. He's a uh, yeah. Uh, Mc- Who's Miguel Sandoval? Clear and Present Danger, phenomenal Jack Ryan movie with Harrison Ford. Uh-huh. He's the drug kingpin. He he gets oh, fat as an old man. Oh my god, yeah. Um, but he yeah, ha- I think he's also in Jurassic Park, isn't he? Uh hold on. Is he the guy in the beginning that's digging who says, because he's like me? Grant's a digger. Yeah, yeah, Rostagno. Yes. Yes. Jurassic Park. He's in Get Shorty. He's oh, in he, he did get he's, big. In clear and present danger, I didn't Ernesto even Escobedo. recognize him, and I thought that was the name of the guy who's in who's the the um, valet, Richard Edson. Yeah, Richard Edson is the is another that guy actor. He's probably less well known than uh, but Miguel. Sandoval. Richard has one of my favorite moment in um, Ferris Bueller. Uh, you fellas have nothing to worry about. I'm a professional. Professional what? He was in Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yes, he's in he Do is. the Right Thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got Richard Edson's got 109 actor credits. I mean, the guy Good for him, the, the guy works. Yeah, right. Um, I, I but, did like uh, Richard's uh, what he's like. Tell your goons to stay back. I'm warning stay you. Back, I bite your face. You're a dead man, Ginger. What are you talking about? Space rabies. Richie, is that a real disease? I don't know, Ginger. I heard something about that on the news. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, hang on. I got to go. I'll be right back because uh, PL is giving me the look. All right. PL is peeing. We'll be right back. So, Casey, I had to... We had to pause because... Um, P.L. was peeing. P.L. was peeing. We had to take a little break there for that. Um, if uh, if our audience wanted to take a break and maybe check out some other shows on the Night Shift Radio Network, what are some things they might be able to listen to? Well, let's cut to the pre-roll commercial. Hey, guys. It's Casey, and I am here to talk to you about Old Glory Insurance. That's right. If you're an old person, you need old glory insurance because robots will attack you and they use old people medicine as fuel. I'm sorry, I seem to be reading the wrong ad. That's for something completely different. Uh, What I'm here to talk to you about is 
Never Heard of It podcast. Every week, the Never Heard of It podcast brings you the good, the bad, and the forgotten in film. Host Michael Fight and Caleb Coy dig through streaming sites to find all those movies you may have missed. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes, like Howard the Duck, not so much. But they'll be there to hilariously guide you for your next movie night. Join them every Sunday wherever you get your podcasts or watch on the Night Shift Radio YouTube channel. Another little cameo, well, not cameo, because it's some, a performer building their their credits early on, member of the band, Holly Robinson. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in here, I just wrote, there's a second person named Casey. Dear screenwriters, find a new fucking name. <laughs> Tim Robbins is delightful. Way in this backstage scene where he's trying to figure something out and he says to the one girl, no sex now, I'm working. Okay. Yeah. Because you get to. Yeah. <laughs> He shows up with pizza to watch them change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the seduction scene, which is uncomfortable to watch again. <laughs> right? I mean. Now, Leah Thompson, what the fuck is she wearing to bed? I, he, Except something to seduce another person. At first, it looks like, and I, I guess I can understand this. It looks like at first she has on bra, a bra and panties with like a little... Like shift kind of robe over it, which is of course like a mini kimono almost. Yeah, Yeah, right. Okay, I can get that. But then she takes the robe off and she has like a sweater underneath, like an open, like I yeah. And how gratuitous is the shot of her, like vagina? (laughs) You can't quite see it from here, but you're you know you're in the neighborhood, right? Where she's boy, leaning we're, forward we're only to like the a, bed. an awkward turn away from seeing that. Oh, oh my god! Again, it just—I feel bad because she is a great actress, and mm-hmm. you know it sucks that actresses have to do that. It's on par with that ridiculous brawn panties shot in the first Star Trek J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, right? Oh, is it the second one? I always get that wrong. But, Into Darkness, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes just as much sense here as it did there, right? It's clearly just a gratuitous shot, and, you know, mm-hmm. why? Why? I will say I did like the line, when because they go back and forth of, like, it's like this cat and mouse game of who wants to fuck who. It's really yeah. bizarre. This whole scene, this would be bizarre if this was two humans. The fact that it is a duck puppet is one of the people in question of who, whether or not they're going to get fucked. Yeah. Just makes it so much more bizarre. But I liked when he says, I've got a headache. And she leans over and says, And I got the aspirin. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a smooth line. Well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just weird. But luckily, uh, nothing happens as Phil and a couple of buddies break into her apartment. No, no, no. The door was open. So don't announce yourself. Just walk right into her bedroom at normal sleeping time yeah, for human beings. That's right. That's yeah. not creepy at that's all. That's how it goes. Yeah, 100%. Though, you know, one of the three of them is Jeffrey Jones. So <laughs> I knew that was coming up. Oh, sorry. Wait. Sorry. She's much too old and oh, a female. No, oh, that's even worse. Ah, eh, fuck him. So yeah, so Jeffrey Jones, uh, Doctor Jenner, Doctor Jenning, mm-hmm. basically gives us the science, science, science explanation of how Howard got there, and of course, this is a potential route for Howard to get back to his home. Yeah, how long has Howard been on Earth? I'm gonna say not more than two days. I don't, so I think the whole thing at the the hot tub spa thing is a day, right? 
and it's the same day he got sent there from the employment lab. That could actually be the day they go to the museum. Jesus. I think he's been there a day. I think this is the second night. Oh, my God. So she goes from I hate you to I want to fuck you. Um, Super quick. Yes, a duck. Yes. Yeah. They go back to Dynatechnics, which is where Dr. Jennings' lab is. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the foreshadowing that something's happened. There's no guard at the front gate. They get into the building. Uh, A guy (laughs) comes running out of the lab with a pretty low-budget wound on his face. Makeup burn burn guy is the thing I would cut. He's so yeah. bad. He's like the fucking guy in in um, Friday the 13th. You're all doomed. doomed. Yeah. He's just like, I have to be big. And He's so... Isn't that the isn't that the harbinger? Yeah, yeah, Mordecai. It's okay. I just watched that again the other night. I would have rather watched that movie again. Oh than yeah, one hundred percent. There's a lot of movies I'd rather watch than this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Another that guy actor, the the cop. Yes, the detective. Before we get Paul Gilfoyle, Paul Gilfoyle, who's the lieutenant. We get the wonderful David Paymer. Oh, he didn't register with me. Yeah, he's uh, he so. Dr. Jennings apparently oh, went back to the lab. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. He, he, yeah, as they're explaining what happened, Dr. Jennings disappeared. That's David Paymer. Yep. Yeah, he's a great actor, too. And then we get the other that guy actor, uh, Paul Guilfoyle. I mean, again, like people are doing fine work in this, right? Paul's great. Early careers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul's about five, six years too early for Law & Order, because that's the show he's apparently on when he's doing these scenes. Everyone is committing to mm-hmm. this. Uh, you know, it makes no sense. It turns out that Dr. Jennings was caught in this explosion during which a dark overlord of the universe rode the laser beam back to Earth and infected him, I guess, for lack of a better word. They end up at Tony Roma's Cajun <laughs> Sushi Diner. Wait a minute, but before they end up there, we cannot skip the Reb Brown level ADR on that fucking head cop that's giving all the information. He's like, okay, I want this guy. The suspect is three foot one inches tall. He's armed. That also means he's dangerous. Shoot to kill. What is happening? That poor (laughs) actor went to the premiere and went, oh, they changed my voice. That's right. That's right. If you thought the movie was bad up until this point, it only gets worse, I would say. Right? This I mean, is where it gets real bad because when they break out and there's the, the just the such the ridiculous that we'll see is uh, turned on its head in Logan. The uh, a car can break through a fence with with one uh, just as long as you're going fast enough. I'm like, yeah, not really, how fences work? When we start to see the transformation of Doctor Jenning, yeah, did you get a little bit of a vibe of Buckaroo Banzai? One hundred percent. Which was two years prior. And I gotta wonder, like, did they look at that and go, "Oh yeah, let's do that. That we worked can, really well. We can do this better. <laughs> we can do it better." <laughs> Spoiler, Spoiler alert! Hello there. Get out of the way. Hey, look at the talking duck. Bug off. How about when when the fight breaks out and Leah Thompson says, "Watch oh, out! He's a master of <clears throat> Hang on, Taekwon Duck. 
that's funnier. Uh, yeah. Actually, Quack Fu, he says it way at the beginning, the fight in the alley. He says Quack Fu there. But Taekwondo Duck. Yeah, sure. Listen, Um, it's not winning any Oscars for comedy writing. I was just going to say, I feel like we get the same effect with either one of those jokes. The movie, the output is the same. Mine is the lightest of punch-ups. I just think it's better. (laughs) Because Quack um, Fu, it, it's not, it's Kung Fu, at least Taekwondo. Duck. I love that. I love how deep you're going. Jokes are always funniest when you have to explain them. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, all right. So the dark overlord of the universe in Dr. Jenning uh, proceeds <laughs> to use his powers, causing chaos in the diner. Cops show up. But Crystal, the server... Can't be fucking bothered. Uh, she just keeps working. She's the best. She's the best. Inexplicably, Phil and Howard find an ultralight airplane, and they're going to use that to get back to the power plant or back to the lab. Um, uh huh. And oh they, wait, the, the kid in the diner. Did you catch that the kid in the diner was wearing an Empire Strikes Back T-shirt? No, I missed that. I missed that. Again, don't remind me of a better movie. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. So my note goes, cops at diner, Phil in custody, H, find, H finds him and they escape. They find an ultralight airplane, Dr. J and B, Beverly in the truck, driving to a nuclear power plant. Airplane takes off, chased by cops. My next note, all in caps, Change speed to 1.25x. This was when I realized I could watch this movie 25% faster. My next note says, and again, obviously I'm taking quick notes of what's happening. Tour of power plant by congressman. Dr. J in the mix. Plane hijinks. Dr. J transforming continues. He zaps a trooper, destroys cars. My next note, all caps, speed increased to 1.5. <laughs> and I watched the last 25 minutes of this movie at one and a half speed. And it was and it, so much better. <laughs> it was so much. Uh, I was like, was I wish I'd done that. Incredibly painful. Yeah, that's right. That's right. How about the tour guide making a fucking three mile island meltdown joke? Sure, why not? Sure, yeah. Wait a minute, it. but how? We're we're only a couple years away from Three Mile Island happening, right? Um, it was the seventy. Wasn't it the seventies? I mean, isn't it close to ten years? Oh wow, was it? Was it? Was it? Seventy nine. Really Seventy nine. So we're so, seven years. So behind. seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Still, mm-hmm. Too too soon. You know, honestly, Congressman, this Three Mile Island China Syndrome meltdown stuff—that's all history. The only meltdowns around here are the cheese sandwiches and the toaster oven. Also, the tour guide cannot say nuclear. Does he say nuclear? Our nuclear reactor. He sure fucking does. So is, is that what W was uh, referring to? He's like, I've seen it. I know how nuclear power works. I've seen Howard the Duck. That duck is funny. That's it. <laughs> we get a, what in a different movie would be maybe more enjoyable, we get a stop motion animation bad guy as the dark overlord's true form is revealed holy shit that's actually really good stop motion animation when you look at how much is going on on that thing at all times like the tail is moving it's like a scorpion shrimp it's really impressive yeah um yeah it it, yeah it's cool um it reminded me of i'm trying to remember if we saw it that distinctly the monster in supergirl we did not we it was only shadows yeah same idea yeah yeah howard is faced with the decision um that the dark overlord is going to use the laser to call his brethren down to earth and you know that will be the beginning of the end for mankind um as the laser is is firing and you know we get a countdown telling us until their arrival 
Howard's got to decide if he destroys the laser, um, it'll stop the overlords from coming to Earth. But, of course, he'll never get home. Which, I'm sorry, you can't build another fucking laser yeah, after I know, they right? blow this one up? Yeah, yeah. Beverly, you know, tells him to think, you know, he'll be trapped here. And, of course, he makes the choice. He blasts the laser, destroying it. Um, we think he's dead, but no, he comes too. And the closing scene of the movie is <laughs> the band playing again, but this time Howard's joined them on stage, and it's the song <sighs> Howard the Duck. By accident. By, 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 by accident. Yeah. He's joined them on stage. A yeah. couple things I want to point out there sure. before we mo- end movie this thing. Um, <laughs> so, so Jennings slash Evil Overlord goes into he he spocks himself he goes into the nuclear reactor comes back <laughs> out is glowing gets in the car with um Beth has all the cancer at this point right that's like fucking chernobyl level of radiation she's getting at that moment so we know some science people i don't know if that kind of radiation will radi- I, I, I don't she'll be that kind of ionizing radiation will She's dead, but I don't know that she then be, or that he then. I, listen, why am I? I yeah, sure, fuck it, yeah, <laughs> yep, I don't, yep, sure. I'm so glad you tried to science my joke. Oh god, <laughs> fuck! I, yeah. And lastly, the '80s is the most uh, guilty of doing this. They've gotten better and a little closer. The countdown starts at four minutes. By the time it gets to zero, it has been three minutes. They shaved a fucking minute off, and the problem with that is, if it had been just fast action, I would have given it. I would have given it a pass. But there's that whole moment where where Bev is like, "No, Howard, don't. Huh? We'll never get home. Thirty seconds to arrival. So we have the time for this, but we can't sync or I don't know, re-record the person saying three minutes, not four. Ta-da. So what you're saying is the movie would be better if the <sighs> Countdown logic. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, right. that's what okay. I'm saying. If the countdown right. logic was was better, I wouldn't be so angry right now. <laughs> Boy, this okay. is this is a fuck it, this is a fucking short episode. Just so uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we listen. We just cut. We cut. If we cut about 35 minutes out of uh, the beginning, yeah. Yeah. And okay. movie. They call him Howard the Duck. No way to conceal it. The Howard the Duck. Oh, in that fuck. fucking song! Oh God! Yeah, I yeah. was humming. I, I thankfully it's left my brain, and I'm not gonna look it up again. Oh, I'll have to when I edit the episode. Thomas Dolby, huh? Thomas Dolby is the artist. No, no, I was I was oh. saying after I finished the movie, it was it, it was an earworm for like almost a day. I was like, ah, oh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Todd, the wait a minute. The Howard the Duck song, written by yeah. Allie Willis, Thomas Dolby, and George Clinton. A parliament funk? Of, yes. 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 This yep. movie hurts so many people. So many, so many victims. So many victims. My God. Should yep. we start a relief fund? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Casey, that was a movie. Oh, was it? Yeah, was it a movie? Yeah. Hey, I'm putting this movie up with Spaghetti Man. Oh, uh, yeah. I, mm, boy. I, mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Hey, Casey, <laughs> we got some questions to answer. Let's, we sure uh, do. do hey, that. So, Todd, who was your favorite character? I, no one. I didn't care about anyone in this movie. Fuck this movie. 
fuck them all. Oh, okay. Hey, Casey, who's your favorite character? Crystal. The, Phil, the server. Phil's girlfriend? Oh, the server. <laughs> she was great because she comes out and she's like, hey, how's it going? And then like one mean thing is said to her and she's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's the dream of every server, right? A 100% for how she mouths off to them. I'm like, oh, I had people three times as angry at me and I couldn't do anything about it in my server days. That's right. That's uh, right. Hey, Todd, what was the best scene? Well, shouldn't I ask you that question? Oh, fuck you. Go ahead. Hey, Casey, what's the best scene? It's the music video because the movie is over. <laughs> uh, I like the first the first 30 seconds as the, the, the slow reveal of Duck World. I thought that was funny, and I, okay. and I laughed. I literally laughed out loud. Okay. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Todd, what's okay. one scene you would cut? Uh, again, what's the fucking point? You're not improving this movie by cutting anything. I'd cut the duck boobs to make it a little more palatable. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, okay. Duck Slash boobs, sure, why not? <laughs> not be nightmare fuel. For this movie that neither one of us is ever going to watch again? Yeah, that'll Oh, work. I'm never watching this movie ever again. Casey, um, who is the actor having the most fun? It's Tim Robbins. It's got to be, right? Like... I mean, if he's not, he's an even better actor than I thought because he's certainly like, throwing everything into this. Leah Thompson is doing a great job. She's having a lot of she's sure. Did you read the note about how long it took for them to make her hair like that? Oh, it was, it was like the, two and a half hours in the chair, and 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 she said at the twentieth anniversary for the movie, she's like, I should have just worn a wig. Yeah, which she yeah. should have because it looks like a wig. It doesn't look like real hair at all at any point yeah. in this movie. She could have worn yeah. a wig and been much more comfortable. Sure, sure. Uh, all right. So, Casey, once again, inexplicably, this movie has a 4.7 rating. How it climbed up to 4.7, I have no clue. But how would you rate this movie? Uh, a, a zero. <laughs> a zero. A hundred percent. So... Uh, in 1987, this film received seven Golden Raspberry Award nominations. Good it for won it. Worst Supporting Actor, Tim Robbins, Worst Aww. Director, and Worst Original Song, Howard the Duck. It won, f- uh, I'm sorry, those were nominations, I'm not, my bad, those were nominations they didn't win. They won for Worst Screenplay, Worst okay. New Star, which was The Six Guys and Gals in the Duck Suit, Worst Visual Effects, and Worst Picture, uh, with worst picture tying with Under the Cherry Moon. So that about sums it up. Yeah, zero. Some of those I have to hard disagree with. Tim Robbins is not the worst supporting actor in this film. And well, the he didn't win eff- it. He was only nominated. But the visual effects are great. We, uh, mm, for the time period, that, the, okay. that stop motion animation, Evil Overlord, was awesome. The That's three the coming o- down the tube, not so great. The one actually on the ground, great. The three coming down the yeah, tube, a, I remember even as a kid, I was like, well, that looks shitty. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, but, yeah, it's zero. There's there's nothing. There's no reason to watch. Oh, although, inexplicably, this movie has a cult following nowadays. So does Buckaroo Banzai. It doesn't make it a good movie. Buckaroo Banzai was more enjoyable than this movie. Oh, yes. But I'm just saying, like, okay. It, yeah, okay. things have a cult following, and they're 
giant pieces of garbage. Now, I read think you alluded to Space it. Jam. <laughs> Dear my generation, Space Jam is hot, hot fucking garbage. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Now, again, I think we, we kind of talked about this. Dad's breakdown. No. Watch it with kids. No. No. One, there's no reason to watch it. And two, there's things that, depending on your child, it, you know, might be a little bit objectionable for them. So, yeah, don't watch it with your kids. 100%. Oh, fuck. Casey, please, for the love of God. Hey, we're at that point where normally we'd hear a bit of one of our wives say, And now it's time to pick the next movie from... Except I'm going to interrupt them right now because they can't yell at me for doing it here on the podcast. (laughs) Wait, they can't really hear, can they? No. Oh, my God. Are they in the room? The only good thing about about this is that you can't threaten me with this movie anymore. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Last year you threatened me (laughs) with this movie. (laughs) No more. So, Todd. Yes, yes. We just talked about uh, a man. I can't say the word. Sure. Anthropomorphized duck. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, you, I don't understand why you like this movie, but okay. Sure. How fucking dare you? This movie's my childhood. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, I'll watch what are, it. What, Listen, what are we I'll, watching? What are we watching? Well, we're watching the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Motherfucker, you bet we are. Roll that film. Our family grows. The city itself will be our playground to use as we please. Rewarding ourselves and punishing our enemies. We've been looking for you, Miss O'Neill. There is a new enemy, freaks of nature. Together, we will punish these creatures. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. Things to, I mean, a couple of things to point out that I know from the trailer yeah. that you're going to pull for this, and you'll see it yeah. when you when you uh, when you pull it and, and listen to it. If you notice, none of the voices we hear that aren't you know uh, Judith Hogue or Elias Coteus, uh, I think is how you say Co- it. Yeah, yeah. Um, none of those voices are the same. Mikey just has a normal accent. At the end of the at the end of the trailer, you'll see he goes, "God, yeah. I love being a turtle." Mike, that's that's not Michelangelo. Where's the surfer dude? Right, and right. and the shredder is completely different. It's it's wild when you when you pull this trailer, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Um, oh, I love well, this movie. All right, I love this movie so much. It's such a nostalgic. Uh, and you went with nostalgic. 
Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, I, I, I'm not, I'm not angry at this pick. I totally get why you, why you pulled it or picked it. I, um, I remember the movie. I was excited. I loved the comics. Uh, and you know, this was when this movie came out, this was a fun movie. Yeah. I think they get really bad really quickly after this. Oh, everything this after fun. this is terrible, but this movie is fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> okay. especially we'll get into the history of secret of the ooze and why that is so bad. When we talk about, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles next time. Um, yeah. What? This, oh God. Yeah, I think I, I think I have this movie on DVD because, um, it's on HBO Max. Christian, you don't even was, have to worry about it. It's on HBO Max. No, 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 but I'm like, like I, this is in my library because Christian loved this movie. I'll do you one better. I got this movie on fucking VHS. Oh, <laughs> hey kids, VHS. <laughs> it's like a, how the fuck? It, it, it's like a piece of film that holds yeah. the movie on it. Not in a very good quality, mind you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in fact, my. Wow. The worst quality. <laughs> I'm going to wow. be real well, interested I... to watch this in high def <laughs> to be like, oh, they're puppets. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you know, again, I dig the vibe of, you know, there's a reason why you and I still love these stories, characters, mm-hmm. movies today. And it's these. These movies from our childhood are part of the reason. So yeah. that is that makes perfect sense to me. So I love that you picked a movie you loved growing up. That makes perfect <sighs> yes. sense. Yes. All right. So uh that's gonna be next. Oh wait, uh Todd, what's the IMDB score for this? Oh yes. I just had it up one moment. Reopen. Reopen. Okay, the IMDB score for the 1990. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 6.8 out of 10. Wow. Okay. I can see. I think that's probably, I got to be honest with you, I think that's probably right. I, you know, I, I, if it was one person saying 6.8, I would have more. But there, I, I'm sure there are people who hated this movie, and I understand that. You're wrong. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no. But listen, no movie critic is a... 10-year-old kid who loves those characters of the story, right? There's no movie, you know, no review is written from that perspective, so well, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting for, to see for the people that rate movies, I, yeah. Now that I'm actually just like reviewing the movie and not just sitting there going, ah, childhood. Um, be interested <laughs> to see how I feel about this movie uh, next time. Um, yeah. Hey, Casey, we've been rather effusive in gushing over the stories we love and reminiscing if people wanted to get a hold of us to share their own stories about the movies they love or the ones that we hate, how could they go about getting a hold of us? You can uh, tweet at us at TSPHD Tweets. You can uh, Instagram us. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm still. Give us the gram. Yeah, give us a gram uh, at Superpod HeroCast. Or if you'd like to write a letter to us, you can email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com. Because only Cap writes letters. Tony. So, Todd, next time we, we're going to be dealing with some... Oh, wait. We still have a whole bunch more yeah, stuff to talk about, we don't we? got a little bit more. Yep. Go <clears throat> ahead. Casey, music for our podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. He puts out his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. And you can find his music at Silverman Sound. 
com. And while I've taken back over doing the EQ of the episode, I still want to shout out to Kitsy for all their help with us and more on a grander scale, um, Night Shift Radio itself for hosting our podcast. Thank you. 100%. Absolutely. So, Todd, next time we're going to, you know, talk about uh, the world's most fearsome fighting team. They're heroes you know, I'm... in a half shell, and they're green. <laughs> when the evil Shredder attacks, these turtle boys don't cut no slack. They're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes on the half shell. Well, turtle power. Leonardo leads, Donatello does machines. I could keep going, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, well, you know, I, I might be able to get Joe to watch this one with me. So we'll see. This will be fun. Have but, Joe. Uh, yeah, Here's Casey. a fun thing. I think you know yeah. them all because I'm a giant idiot and, and let this all out before we got to it. But all the people who are the turtles interact mm-hmm. with their real selves in the movie in some way, shape, yes. or form. If you get Joe, except for Corey Haim, because, um, yep. well, he was probably in jail. Uh, <laughs> spoiler, oh, he's you. only in this one movie. Um, yeah. See if you can spot it or if Joe spots it, if you get Joe to watch it with you. Okay. Uh, well, he, he'll have no clue, but <laughs> if I tell him, he will. All right. Do you know the, do you, sure, we'll try that. Do you know them all? Uh, I know that Raphael is the cab driver or no, he's the guy in the back of the cab. Yep. Um, pizza delivery guy is Michelangelo. Right, right, hey, right. Hey, right. this is a 10. The tab's 13. Get two minutes late, dude. <laughs> that's right. That's right. God, I love Mikey. Uh, um, all right. So, well, listen, Todd, that was a movie. That was a movie. That we never have to talk about again. I we say, are I say never going to fucking talk about it. Moratorium on the duck. What duck? I don't know what you're talking about. Doesn't Fuck exist. that duck. All right. <laughs> so that'll do it for the Superbot Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Daniel. Be heroic. Be heroic.